listeners, it's Jenny. I want to tell you about a new podcast you should be listening to. Conversations with People Who Hate Me from the TED Audio Collective. What happens when people who've clashed in the past have a conversation? Host Dylan Marin is an expert in tough conversations. He's called up his own haters and online trolls to find the humanity on the other side of the screen. On this new season, Dylan explores how we can find common ground through conversations between people who think they see the world differently. On this season, hear from a survivor of conversion therapy and the man who ran the so-called gay clinic, a mother and her trans son, a person turned meme and online troll, and more. Part therapy, part confessional, it's a podcast about talking it out to understand each other. Find Conversations with People Who Hate Me wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I am Constance Zimmer. I am an actor, director, and a board member of the Environmental Media Association, and this is Womanica. This month, we are highlighting eco-warriors, women fighting for conservation and ecological justice. Yes! Today, we are talking about the leader of the British open space movement. Inspired by Christian socialism, she channeled her belief system into the creation of the UK's National Trust. Please welcome Octavia Hill. Octavia Hill was born into a family of social reformers. Her grandfather, Dr. Thomas Southwood Smith, dedicated his career to improving the health of working class communities. When Octavia arrived in 1838, her parents, James Hill and Caroline Southwood Smith, were followers of utopian socialism. They founded one of the first infant schools in England in their Cambridgeshire village. Though Octavia never had any formal education, she could read and write from an early age thanks to her mother's instruction. In 1840, an economic depression swept across England. Octavia's family was not immune. By 1843, her father James had declared bankruptcy, fallen into a depression, and abandoned the family. Determined to keep her family afloat, Caroline moved herself and her children to London. She got a job at the Ladies' Guild, a Christian socialist cooperative, and Caroline encouraged her daughters to find work as well. Octavia took on her first job when she was just 14. She ran a workroom at the Ladies' Guild. Her employees, so to speak, were children who made toys and dollhouse furniture. Octavia, still a child herself, began organizing meals for the girls, most of whom had experienced intense poverty. This instinct of Octavia's to improve the lives of those she felt were less fortunate would remain a driving force for the rest of her life. As a young woman, Octavia was introduced to John Ruskin, a prominent radical thinker. Inspired by him, the Christian socialist movement and anti-capitalism, she began exploring ways to improve the lives of working-class people. John Ruskin came to Octavia's aid. 
he bought a series of London residential properties for Octavia to manage, which she quickly realized were slums. Octavia later said, The plaster was dropping from the walls. On one staircase, a pail was placed to catch the rain that fell through the roof. All of the staircases were perfectly dark. The banisters were gone, having been used as firewood by the tenants. As the new landlord, Octavia's management style was definitely firm. She made it clear she wasn't running a charity, insisting instead on what she called perfect strictness between herself and the tenants. Rent was to be paid on time. Those who were late were evicted. More substantial repairs on properties were made only on the condition that tenants not cause damage moving forward. But tempering the perfect strictness was also perfect respectfulness. She organized an informal bank, helped find jobs for tenants, began sewing classes, and established gardens and playgrounds. Her methods were incredibly successful. By 1874, Octavia managed over 3,000 properties across London. She ushered in a wave of housing reform that took root across England, Europe, and the United States. Octavia's years navigating bleak, treeless housing estates made her believe fervently in the power of nature. She turned her attention to cultivating green spaces for all, not just those wealthy enough to own property. She wrote, We all want quiet. We all want beauty. We all need space. Unless we have it, we cannot reach that sense of quiet in which whispers of better things come to us gently. Octavia began campaigning against development in green areas in London. Through her work, she met Robert Hunter, a lawyer for a preservation society. Together, Octavia and Robert continued to fight development of London's green spaces. And in 1895, the two, along with Hardwick Ronsley, founded the National Trust for Places of Historic Interest or Natural Beauty. Their motto? That green spaces be kept for the enjoyment, refreshment, and rest of those who have no country house. For the next 17 years, until her death in 1912, Octavia put her energy into the National Trust. Today, it's Europe's largest conservation charity. And in 2020, it celebrated its 125th birthday. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks, as always, to Jenny and Liz Kaplan, who invited me to guest host. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. So talk to you on Monday. <laughs>